Wonderful. Well, good morning, church. Don't you love technology? It is a wonderful and good thing. We are excited uh, to be opening up God's Word together today. Uh, If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is Tyson. I have the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here on this team at Callwood Church. And I'm excited to be continuing the series that Pastor Sean started last week called Risky. And we're, we're looking specifically at Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. And we're looking at some of the prayers that would be deemed maybe risky to pray. They open us up. They feel vulnerable. And so these are, these are what the prayers that we're going to be unpacking over the next three weeks still are going to be. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Last week, Pastor Sean looked at that first sentence, search me, O God, and know my heart. And today we're going to be looking at test me and know my anxious thoughts. Before we do that, let me just open up with a quick word of prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to come before you and to pray these prayers that might be risky, that might make us feel vulnerable. And today, as we specifically open up this topic of know my anxious thoughts, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would help us to see how we can process our anxious thoughts, Lord, in a way that is healthy and in a way that is going to lead to greater wholeness for us. In your name we pray all these things, Jesus. Amen. So today we're unpacking, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Now, uh, if if I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, um, one of the things that is kind of new to our story, my wife and I, we just had a son two months ago. He just turned two months old just yesterday. And so this scripture of test me and know my anxious thoughts, it's pretty real in our household right now. There's a lot of testing and a lot of anxious thoughts that are going on. Testing our patience, testing how much sleep we need to get through the day. Anxious thoughts. I mean, I remember in the hospital, we're we're feeling so many amazing emotions. There's the joy of having a brand new son. There is respect for my wife and the journey that she's just gone through over the past nine plus months. And then there's also a whole bunch of other thoughts that came along with it. Anxious thoughts. They, they basically just give you this child and you have to now take home this living, breathing human being that did not exist in this world mere months ago. And they just give it to you. Like I was thinking about this. Isn't it kind of crazy that you go through more testing to get a driver's license than they do to give you a live human being? <laughs> they just give it to you and you take it home and you're supposed to care for it and you're supposed to know how to, how to care for it and keep it alive. And there's so many anxious thoughts. And then you get home and then you start to have more anxious thoughts. Is he sleeping enough? Is he eating enough? Is his poop supposed to look like that? Okay, maybe that last one's a little bit too far. But is, is, is his poop supposed to be like that? That's kind of some, some of the anxious thoughts we've been wondering, we've been walking through. And there's, and there's so many different feelings of anxiety that can rise up in this season for us 
of being new parents. And so today we're opening up this idea of know my anxious thoughts. And we have all these concerns kind of going on in our own lives. And so today as we open up God's word, I want to ask you the question, what are you concerned about today? What are you concerned about in this season? What is it that's weighing heavy on your heart? In the original language, uh, in the Hebrew, we see that this word, that anxious thoughts, is, it kind of carries with it the idea of unsettling or weighty thoughts or concerns that we may have. What are you concerned about in this season? Maybe it's the COVID-19 pandemic that we've been in and you're concerned about getting sick or you're concerned about loved ones. You're concerned about the vaccine and you don't fully understand. Maybe it's a health concern in your life or someone that you love and there's been a diagnosis given to you and you feel the weight of that on your shoulders. For some, it might be a job. Your job is causing you difficulty. Your job is causing you concern. It feels like there's project after project and things are supposed to slow down, but they're not slowing down and you're exhausted and you feel the weight of it. And for others today, maybe it's just relationally. There's tension in your household. There's difficulty in your marriage. There's friendships that are strained and you're feeling the weight of all of that this morning as you come to our online church gathering. Wherever you are coming from today, I want to acknowledge that you may be carrying burdens, you may be carrying anxiety today as you come into this church. And we want to acknowledge that today up front because we have to be a church community that is able to mourn with those who are mourning and celebrate with those who are celebrating. Church, we need to have a faith that is not just for the mountaintop experiences, but a faith that can get us through the valleys. A faith that we can hold on to and cling to that is resilient. And so as we're talking, talking about this topic of anxiety today, the first thing I just want to acknowledge up front is it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to come to church this morning having difficulty worshiping God. It's okay to come with burdens and different feelings that you are working through today. When we come to Jesus, it doesn't mean that we just, all of a sudden, our life goes from one good thing to the next good thing to the next good thing, and we never experience difficulty or trials or troubles ever again. That is an idealistic expectation that is not aligned with reality. Jesus, in fact, says in this world you will face trials or temptations or troubles. We will have difficulty in this life. And so if you come this morning with anxiety, if you come this morning feeling weighed down by concerns, I want to just say to you, welcome. We are glad that you are here today. Jesus came not just for the healthy, but he came for those who needed his help, for the sick, and for today, those who are feeling anxious thoughts. And secondly, this morning, as before we jump into unpacking some scripture together, I want to just acknowledge, if you are struggling with mental health in the area of anxiety, if you have an anxiety disorder, we want to just say today, we see you and we love you. We are so glad that you're a part of our church community. And the last thing that I want from this morning's time together is to add more weight or more burdens to you. 
for you to feel like you're a bad Christian, to feel like you're a bad follower of Jesus because you experience anxiety. That is the furthest thing from the truth, and that is not what I want you to walk away from this morning with. So, so hear my heart in this this morning. We are so glad that you are part of our church community. Please do not feel shame for needing to have help in this area. Please don't feel shame for needing to go see a counselor or a doctor or needing medication. We affirm that God can use all of those things in your healing and in your wholeness journey. And so today we welcome you and we are glad that you are here today. God desires our health and our wholeness and he wants us to move towards taking steps towards that each and every day. And in scripture, we have this incredible example of what dealing with and processing anxiety looks like. And it's actually from the life of Jesus. And so if you have your Bible with you, wherever you're watching, I'd encourage you to go to Matthew chapter 26. Go to Matthew chapter 26 with me, starting in verse 36. Now, if you're new to faith or you're new to Christianity and you don't know kind of the story of where we're at. Jesus is about to be betrayed by one of his disciples. He, he's in the last moments before he is going to be arrested, where he's going to be taken and where he's going to be tried and unjustly convicted, heading to death on a cross. He's going to be betrayed by someone who's close to him. And Jesus, in this moment, feels the weight of the situation. He feels the rawness of the situation. And we pick it up in verse 36 of chapter 26 in Matthew. And it says this, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and he found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with, with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He went away a second time and he prayed, My father, if it is possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time saying the same thing. Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour is near and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. The thing I love about this portion of Scripture is how real and honest Jesus was in the moment of his greatest anxiety. He knows what is before him. He knows the steps that he is going to take in the hours to come. And he feels the weight and the concern of that whole situation. If you, if you read those, those lines again, you see that he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He says to his disciples, my soul is so overwhelmed to the point of death. 
And sometimes when we look at Jesus, we can miss his humanity. We can know that Jesus is truly God and truly man, but we can emphasize the God part of it to the, to the neglect of his humanity. We can miss that Jesus actually walked this earth and felt anxious thoughts, felt concern, and we see them lived out in this portion of scripture. We can't scrub away and sanitize Jesus and think that he didn't feel temptations, that he didn't feel anxious thoughts. That was a part of what his journey carried when he was truly a man on this earth. And this passage challenges us and and reminds us to keep that in our minds. And there's a lot that we can learn from this passage about how we can process anxiety and deal with it in a healthy way. The first thing that we can see from this passage is that it's normal. It is a human experience to have anxious thoughts. We all come up against situations that cause us to be concerned. When, when the nurses handed me my son in the hospital, there were so many great and joyful thoughts, but you want to know what one of the first thoughts that popped in my mind was? Don't drop him. I was concerned. I felt the weight of that moment because he is so fragile. And our concerns and, and, and understanding the gravity of situations can actually be helpful because if I wasn't concerned in that moment, I could have dropped my son. I could have been worried, not worried about it and I could have been careless. We all face moments of, of feeling the weight of situations, moments of concern. That is a part of being human and Jesus shows us that. He said that his soul was overwhelmed to the point of death. Jesus didn't look at the road that was before him like some kind of action hero just gritting his teeth and saying it's not a big deal. There's an SNL sketch that's really cheesy by Andy Samberg called Cool Guys Don't Look at Explosions. And it's basically making fun of every action movie ever. You can watch it on YouTube in your own time. If there's any swear words in it, I did not recommend it to you. Um, But the point is, Jesus doesn't do that. He's not some kind of stoic James Bond or John McClane kind of figure who just says it's not really a big deal. Instead, he actually processes that what he is feeling is overwhelming him to the point of death. And that leads us to the second thing that we can see in this scripture this morning is that we all have signs that we need to pay attention to when it comes to our anxiety. There's physical signs, there's emotional signs, there's social signs. Jesus recognizes that his soul is overwhelmed. He knew that something was not right within him. He knew that there was something he had to deal with. So let me ask you the question this morning. Do you know what your signs are when it comes to being anxious? Do you know when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed? For me, one of the, a few of the things that I know I'm overwhelmed or stressed is when I start losing sleep or when I start clenching my teeth in my sleep and I wake up with a headache, a tension headache. I know I'm anxious or I'm stressed when I'm shorter with Lindsay than I normally am. When I lose patience for things that don't really matter and I don't have that same kind of rest in my spirit. Those are all indicators that I have anxious thoughts stirring within me that I need to process, that I need to deal with. 
What are your signs that you need to be paying attention to? Maybe you can't focus at work and your mind is all over the place. Maybe you're feeling a tension in your body. Maybe someone around you could tell you, hey, something, something's off with you. What are the signs that you need to be paying attention to? And if you're not aware of your own signs, ask someone close to you, hey, what does it look like when I'm anxious or when I'm stressed? We all have signs that show us that there's something that needs to be processed within us. And you need to pay attention to whatever your signs may be and start to understand them. Jesus was in tune and in touch with what his body and his mind needed in those moments. And he began to process his anxiety with God and with his inner circle. Which leads us to the third thing we can see in the scripture is that we can acknowledge our anxious thoughts. And then we ask why. One of the the downfalls of sin entering into this world that we see is that in the Genesis account, when Adam and Eve sin first against God, what do they do? They cover themselves with fig leaves because they were naked and ashamed. And this is now part of the human condition. We are ashamed of the parts of ourselves that we don't want to be seen. We are ashamed of bringing things out into the open and bringing them before God. And so we need to have the permission to acknowledge that we will have anxious thoughts. We need to have the permission to say, hey, we might feel shame bringing these things out, but that's actually not aligned with God. That's actually aligned with the brokenness and the sin entering into this world. Throughout scripture, especially in the Psalms, we see the psalmist pray, David, multiple times, why, my soul, are you so downtrodden? Why are you so low? Jesus shows us that we can acknowledge our anxious thoughts. He didn't look at the cup that was before him of heading to the cross, of being beaten for things that he did not do without being real about it. He acknowledged it. And he began to unpack it and he began to process it. It's natural that we're going to feel and experience worries or concerns in this life. And Jesus invites us to unpack them with him. This is where I came across a tool by Pastor Daryl Johnson that's been so helpful for me in unpacking my emotions and the difficulties that I sometimes feel. And I just kind of borrowed his tool and call it, now I call it Check the Dials. And so every once in a while in my life, as a part of my journaling, I check the dials in my life. What that means is I write down on a piece of paper, or for me on my iPad sometimes, these six words, loss, angry, fear, longing, joy, and sensing. I write down these six words on a piece of paper and I begin to process these things. What am I feeling in these areas? What losses am I mourning? Where am I angry? What am I afraid of right now? What am I longing to see happen? And what is bringing me joy in this season? And after I finish asking those five questions, I just pause and I go, what am I sensing that God is speaking to me through these things? What am I sensing that God wants to draw out of these feelings and these emotions that are present within me? We are all made to process our emotions. We are designed to not push them down, to not numb them, to not ignore them. 
so that they build up and build up and build up, but we are made to process them. It's kind of like, the, the image I kind of got is it's kind of like a balloon. And some, sometimes, you know, balloons are made to hold air. And we're kind of like this. We're resilient. We're designed to deal with and to process some anxiety. We're made to be able to have some concerns in our lives. But the more that we ignore our anxiety, the more that we numb instead of paying attention, the more that we push down those feelings instead of acknowledging them, the more that one tiny thing could completely blow everything up. The more that we have tension and pressure, the less able we are to deal with further anxieties. And we're made to let out some air. I would keep blowing, but this would blow up into the microphone and that's a bad idea. So I'm not gonna do that. But we're made to let out our anxiety. <laughs> that's just an excuse to make a funny sound. But in, we're made to let out our fears and to process them before God so that we can get back to being resilient so we can get back to being stretched and used by God in a way that is going to actually be helpful for us. We are not made to be stretched to the point of breaking. We are actually made to process our feelings and our thoughts. And Jesus shows us that as he processes them with the Father. And I encourage you, you can use a tool like Check the Dials to process your own thoughts before God. The next thing that we can see in this portion of scripture is that Jesus reaches out and he resists isolation. I don't know if you noticed this before, but in Jesus's moment of greatest anxiety, in his moment of greatest fear, instead of him just being completely by himself, he brings his inner 12 and then his inner three with him. He is with them and he asks his inner three, Peter, James, and John, to pray for him in his moment of greatest need. Yeah, he still went and spent time alone with the Father, but he resisted the temptation and the pull towards isolation that we all feel when we feel like we're not at our best or when we feel ashamed that we're feeling anxious thoughts. Instead of going into isolation, Jesus brings his inner three with him and says, pray for me. My soul is so overwhelmed it feels like I'm gonna die. Jesus brings those people with him. And my encouragement to you is do not take the bait. Do not believe the lie that what you need is isolation in moments of feeling anxious. We were designed and created to carry burdens together in community and we need each other. We need other people around us encouraging us. And... and I think this is so difficult for us because everything inside of us is naturally wants to go and be by ourselves. I don't know about you, but if you've ever had a difficult moment, sometimes the last thing we feel like doing is being around other people who seem to have it all together. Other people who on Sunday mornings are praising God with enthusiasm. Sometimes we want to just be away from them because we feel, if we're being really honest, annoyed that they're not in the same season of life that we are. And so what we do is we isolate ourselves and instead of actually having conversations with people, sharing what's going on, we have conversations in our mind with a fake version of them. Oh, I know what they're gonna say. 
I know that if I share this with them, they're going to say this hurtful thing, or I know that they're not going to know what to say. And we begin to play these scenarios in our minds instead of actually sitting, looking someone else in the eye and sharing, I'm struggling. It's not easy for me right now. And Jesus resists this temptation and he reaches out to his inner circle to pray for him, to journey with him, to walk with him in his darkest moment. So friends, this morning, let me encourage you, if you're feeling anxious, don't do it alone. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to a pastor, a counselor, a doctor. We are not meant to do this alone. We are meant to be in community. And that is really challenging during COVID-19 and this pandemic, but it is not impossible. You can call someone. You can reach out and FaceTime someone or Zoom someone. We have the ability to reach out because we're not meant to do this alone. The last thing that I want to highlight that Jesus does, and it's the most important, is that he turns to his father. He desires to be close to his father in this moment because he knows where his comfort and his help comes from. All these other tools that we talked about are really important, but without the Holy Spirit breathing life into them, without us turning to our Father to process our thoughts and our emotions, all of these things can fall, fall flat. We need to be able to turn to our Father in heaven and process these things with him and pull out those deep and those dark places within us that we don't want to acknowledge because he is where our help comes from and he knows us more intimately than anyone else ever could. Earlier in Psalm 139, we find these words and this is probably the most famous part of Psalm 139. But it says this, for you created me in my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Did you catch that? The Father's thoughts for you outnumber the grains of sand. Go to a beach sometime and start counting. The Father knew you before you were even born. Every day of your life was written in his book. He knows you more intimately and more perfectly than anyone ever could. You can turn to a friend, you can turn to a counselor, you can turn to a lot of helpful sources, but if you do not turn to the one who knows you more, then all of them, you're missing the source of life, the source of healing, the one who wants to bring wholeness and hope into your story today, friends. Jesus knew what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 94, 19. He knew that turning to his father would bring this. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation or your comfort brought joy to my soul. That is what the Father longs to do in your story today, friends. He longs to bring comfort. He longs to bring joy. He longs to bring trust in your anxious thoughts. That is what he desires, and that is what he wants, and that is what Jesus showed us in the garden. 
The situation didn't change for Jesus. The outcome that was before him didn't change. But what did change is that he was tapped into his strength and the comfort that the Father brought him. He knew where his strength came from. He knew who he was in those moments and he knew where to turn in those moments. And so the next time, friends, I want you to think about when you have anxious thoughts, Jesus in the garden. I want you to come back to that picture when we're talking about how do we process our anxious thoughts. Bring them to the Father because he cares for you. He desires to see hope for your story. Jesus knows what you're walking through. He knows how frustrating, disappointing, and difficult this life can sometimes be. He was betrayed by someone in his inner circle, died a death that he was not guilty of, Jesus knows anxious thoughts and he knows yours today. And the invitation for you is to not feel guilty or ashamed of having those thoughts. The invitation is to simply come. Bring your anxious thoughts to the Father because he longs to hear your heart. Right now, for some of you, it might be easy to pray. For others, it might be difficult. Your prayer might start with something like, God, where are you? God, I don't get this. God, I don't understand. God, why is this happening? And that is okay. That is an absolutely valid way to start praying. God wants all of you, not just the parts that you're proud of, not just the parts that look good for other people. He wants all of you today. And he invites you to come to pray, test, and know my anxious thoughts. So today, church, as we draw to a close, I want to actually just lead us in a time of guided prayer. I want to just take a moment right now to pause, to not worry about lunch plans, to not worry about how beautiful the sun is outside and what you're going to do this afternoon. All those things are great. But I want us to take a pause right here, right now, to open up whatever may fill your head when it comes to anxious thoughts. So would you bow your hearts with me wherever you are and you can repeat after me wherever you are. Father, the thing that has been weighing heavy on my heart and my mind this season is, you can fill in the blank however you need to. you to repeat after me again. At times, I feel overwhelmed and do not know what to do. Spirit, help me to see why this is weighing on me. Now give room for the Spirit to speak to you. Would you close prayer this morning with me? 
Lord, I give you what I am worried about right now and trust you with it. May your peace and joy fill me as I go into the rest of my day. Amen. Jesus, I thank you that you have modeled for us how we can process our fears, our anxieties, our concerns, and the weights of this world. You've not just given us a faith, Lord, for the mountaintop moments, but you've also given us strength and a comforter in those valley seasons. Thank you, Jesus, that you are with us right now, that you see us, Lord, that we can acknowledge the anxiety within us, that we can reach out to others around us, Lord, and that we can turn to our Father in heaven because you know us and you have known us for all the days of our lives. And you are a good Father who longs to bring joy and trust and comfort in these moments. May we trust that today, Jesus, as we bring our anxiety and our anxious thoughts to you. In your name we pray all these things, Lord. Amen. If you're new to this whole kind of Christian journey today and you're new to what following Jesus is all about, we would love to journey with you as you take your first steps of faith. And so we'd encourage you to text LIFE to 250-478-7113 and one of our pastoral team will be in touch with you, praying with you and walking you through the starting of this faith process. We love you so much, church, and we hope that you have an amazing week ahead. Go with God. May his grace and peace cover you today. In your name we pray all these things, Lord. Amen. Have a good day.